Hello and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke and as always, I'm joined by Sarah DeYoung and Pastor DJ Laura. And actually, hey, hey. Sarah, I'm doubling down or is it tripling down by this point on this well, as always? I I was going to say this is what probably this this is the second week in a row for a while that mm-hmm. we've all been here. Yeah. Is the like I'm waiting for something <laughs> to fall or lightning to strike or I, I've decided that it's going to be my shtick. I think uh, that would be great on a t-shirt. That podcast as atonement on the back as, as always. always. Well, I I decided that. So next week, spoiler alert, Ooh. a couple of us are headed to Columbus, Ohio for the LCMC annual gathering. And our plan is to bring some equipment along and interview some people and talk to some people. But when I talk to them, I think that I'm going to say, and as always, <laughs> I'm joined by whoever it is that I've never even met before this, in my life. This is going to become so confusing, I, but that's great. I already just see the like the Lutheran pastorness <laughs> of just like standing there giving their loudest smile, yeah, most assuring nod, and then you say, "As always," they're like, yep. "What?" Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Lutheran's expression of emotion um, is is not made for podcasts. That's for sure. If well, we smile that, as loud as we can, yep. that's true. But I've decided that they are always with me. On the times that I'm recording with them. <laughs> as always. True. As always. So from now on, it's just as always. So you have two shticks. Two. As always and riveting. Oh, yeah, riveting. riveting. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Well, I want to try to keep it Every fresh. time you yeah. say that, I told you what I think of when you say that, right? I think of um, when Hawk and Animal would come into the wrestling ring. Ooh, what a rush. Yep. That was always riveting. fun. Riveting. They don't get you excited like that anymore when, when mm-hmm. wrestlers come out. Like when the Ultimate Warrior would come running out and shake all the ropes. And I think I think I finally reached a point of maturity where I'm like, this is kind of dumb. I don't know. I don't know. Either wrestling changed or I changed. It's one, of the, one, of the, one or the other. Well, I, I don't want to say anything. I watched, <laughs> I watched an interview by Rowdy Roddy Piper yeah. last night, and I'm like, man, they just they don't make them like this guy. No, I, I, I think I think that uh, situations like Piper's Pit or the Snake Pit or uh, what was Brother Love's show, I mean, that would get you really <laughs> hyped up and like... I mean, they knew how to sell it to get people angry. Jim Cornette, man, he oh, can make people yeah. mad. He's the best. Well, the, the one guy that still does that is uh, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. He can do it. Yeah, he yeah. he knows how to get it done. But those other guys, you're just like, ah, take it or leave it. I know what you guys got going on. They mm-hmm. don't make it real. Like, like I was, who was it that I was watching? And now we're really going down a rabbit hole here. I know, I'm sorry. But I was watching somebody an interview on the YouTubes and he was talking about why Brock Lesnar is so popular. Oh yeah. And it's because when you watch those matches and you've seen Brock, I know you've seen Brock Lesnar matches recently, like not when he was there back in like WrestleMania 20 or whatever right. but recently. And, and you're probably the same way where I watch these things and I'm going, is he really pounding the crap out of this guy? <laughs> like, there's there's yeah. that there's that second of question going. Wait, I think he's really hurting this guy. Yeah, and and nobody else does that. Like the rest of them, you know, like oh, do your flips and well, do your somersaults. And uh, I, Brock Lesnar is known to work stiff. Well, yeah, but but still, I mean, yeah. he's taking care of the guy. He's never 
really yeah. hurt anybody that I know of. <laughs> I think there's always that question of, eh. well, like, like when, when, when he, when he broke the streak. Yeah. Right. People really thought that he just about killed the undertaker. Mm-hmm. Like the, un- is, is he, is he really hospitalized for like a week? Because of the beating that he took from Brock Lesnar? Part of it, too, is that Brock Lesnar has, I, I guess, uh, real cred because of his wrestling background yeah. and also because of, of his UFC The UFC title thing, run. yep. Because it was after that when he came back that it's like, this is, this is a bad man. This is a dangerous it, guy. Plus, it, he's humongous. Yeah. And he's super fast. You're and, putting these thespians in the ring with a... Killing machine. Yeah, and, and and he's from the Midwest. So, I mean. Yeah. Like Corn fed. <laughs> South Dakota, unfortunately. Yeah. I, it, Man. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Going back to the, like, single-digit episodes on that one. So, I don't know how we got there, but. I'm glad we did. Yeah. So, anyway, what else what we got going on? rush. I keep burning my mouth with this coffee. This coffee it's, is yeah, hot. Hey, hey, you want me to drink this coffee hot? <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> Have you ever seen Clerks? No. Oh man, <laughs> I don't. As the as the uh, Reverend Doctor Pastor Paul Cross would say, I don't baptize much from that movie. But there is one scene where <laughs> they're, they're at the county. It's it's these two clerks, mm-hmm. and and they're both knuckleheads. But one's yeah. a higher degree of knucklehead than the other one. But they're complaining about their job as clerks in this convenience store, and so they have these quick flashes of people coming up saying dumb things to them. And one guy comes up and and uh, asks for ice, and he said, "We don't have, we're out of ice." And the guy goes, "You want me to drink this coffee hot?" <laughs> And that was All back. Right. That was back before the iced coffee thing took yeah. off. The the whole Clerks movie cost like five thousand bucks to make, and made black and white in yeah. like nineteen ninety two or whatever it was. You know? Made Kevin Smith just a millionaire overnight. Yep. Wow. So there we go. We got uh, uh, professional wrestling and <laughs> Kevin Smith. Yep, a nineties movie reference. Yep. So. Whew. All right, thanks for joining All right, us. Let's, uh, wrap this up. <laughs> let's call it a day. So, what else? What else we got? God. What's that? what's been happening? What's new? Oh man, what's fresh? What's happening? It's going to be October soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday, and, and and I'm I'm just it's going to happen any day now. Two days ago, there was a 30 degree weather <gasps> shift. Mm-hmm. Today, there's like a 25 degree weather shift. Mm-hmm. So that 50 degree one's coming real soon. Oh yeah. Where we fall into the deep slumber of winter for the next eight months. Now you now comes the time of year where you wake up in a panic in the middle of the night saying, Oh oh. Sorry, that was an ES, that was an ESPN oh. fantasy football alert. I apologize. <laughs> Now's the time of year when you wake up in a panic going, Did I take the garden hose off the Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I've had that a lot of to running outside like three AM. So what do you do? Do you do something with like um do you have a company come in and like like uh, uh, winterize your pipes? No. Do you do any of that stuff? No. We do, and partly it's because I don't know how to winterize the pipes. I don't. I don't want them to freeze, and I don't know how that all works. Are you, what what pipes are you talking yeah. about? Um, like a sprinkler system. Well, it's or? probably our sprinkler system oh. that, that I know how to turn off. But don't they like? Well, for you your sprinkler, like run it empty. You're supposed to like turn them on. Don't you, don't you turn like, like your spigots and stuff. Aren't you supposed to like 
leave them on during the winter time? No. No. Like turn the water off, but open up the spigots, something like that. The the okay. So if you're talking about your your um, sprinkler system, mm-hmm. that I have no idea because I don't have one. But your your regular pipes? No, they're buried so deep. I mean, it's got to get. If it gets mm-hmm. super duper cold for a long long stretch, mm-hmm. the most you'd probably have to do is you know turn your turn your bathroom pipes onto a, a, a slow run, you know, so that the pipes don't, don't freeze, freeze the, the water keeps running. But I've never done that. I think that. I'm conflating two different things. I, I, we are having, we have someone come out and, and we have a sprink, sprinkler system on our lawn, which is amazing, by the way. But we didn't use it all summer because drought. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all right, or, while we're having a company come out something? You, get, you get the sprinkler system <laughs> so that you can water the grass when it doesn't rain. And then it doesn't rain for so long that mm-hmm. they tell you you can't water yeah. your grass. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for getting the sprinkler system. <laughs> right, right. Um, so they're, they're going to come out and they're going to do whatever voodoo magic that they do. Uh-huh. Because I don't know what, what they're doing. But I, I, I was conflating the other being when it gets so cold, like there's certain things that you can do as a homeowner mm-hmm. so that your pipes don't freeze. And I guess that's what I was thinking. So of. that frost what would have to happen is the frost would have to get that deep in the ground. And I'm not saying it can't like if we went a whole winter with no snow and it was like 20 below that frost would get deep, deep, deep into the ground and it could get to the point where it may freeze your pipes, huh. but it would have to get deep. Okay. Cause once you get snow on the ground, then you have some insulation there. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Originally, when you said winterize your pipes, all I could think of is growing up, we we had lived in an older house. So to, like, make sure when it got to, like, January, February, we always had the, like, underneath the kitchen cabinets, like, underneath the kitchen sink always open so that way the heat from the house mm-hmm. would prevent them from, like, freezing or getting well, too cold. There you go. So well, if you're, like, winters, yeah. I'm like, you're just going to open up your kitchen cabinets? <laughs> or? Just open them up. They'll be open yep. until uh, March. Yep. I, I grew up in a trailer house, and we did have to, like, I remember, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a long time ago, but I remember when the when it would snow, they would pack snow all around the, mm-hmm. the, the skirting, skirting of the trailer, yeah. or there'd be times where all of a sudden they'd bring this huge heater over and fire it up and, and blow the air underneath the, the trailer house to, they must've, the pipes must've been freezing up. I have no idea. I was and, well, Nintendo. And, and I bring this up because these are not concerns in other parts of the, of the country. No. Um, When I first got back here, I was staying at my aunt and uncle's, and it snowed so much. Last year, there was hardly any snow at all, but that first year, a couple years ago, it Mm -hmm. snowed so much that the venting got blocked up, and it shut down the furnace. Yeah, you had a welcome to North Dakota Mm -hmm. there that that winter. So I was was digging. It reminded me when I was a little kid, and, like, the snowplow would come along and make a big pile of snow, and as a kid, you'd, like, dig tunnels and make slides Mm -hmm. and stuff. (laughs) Yep. Well, I was doing that in my aunt and uncle's yard because they were... It's not the same. It's no, much like it's watching not, wrestling. It's not the same when you get It's not nearly older. as fun. No. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a, it was up to my head uh, yeah. when when you drop into that snow to go find... And not only that, though, I had to, I had to like uh, reverse engineer the pipes in the basement to figure out, okay, where is the, the vent? Where is it? I can't find it oh, out, in the, yeah. out in the snow. So, yep. Yeah, so it's, it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming. coming. Unfortunately, that was when I was down in Nashville. Anytime we'd take like a Lyft or an Uber, people would be asking, "They're like, oh, where are you from?'" And I was like, "Oh, 
Fargo, North Dakota. So eventually then I just started basically like right by Canada, but a couple hours south. Isn't it like really cold there? Yep. Why would you want to live there? <laughs> have you ever noticed people have like a visceral reaction oh. when you say you're from Fargo? If you're yeah. Like, like almost like, oh. where does that yeah. come from? This idea that this is like the word, this is the best kept secret in mm-hmm. the yeah. union. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's similar to the reaction that I get from people about sauerkraut, which sauerkraut day is coming. You know, I'm trying to convince my uh, roommates to go with because I've convinced them that day of bread is coming up too. Mm-hmm. Another great day, one day celebration day of, of smorgasbording. Well, and I, and I agree with you there, but I wonder where did this start? You know how like the Vikings named like the nice land, Iceland uh-huh. and the bad land, Greenland. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, this is a real mm-hmm. Scandinavian place. I wonder if a rumor yeah. was started Ooh. early on hundred years ago by the Scandinavians. Oh, you don't want to come up here. This place. Is do you think it goes cool. back into the like sarcasm? Because do you ever sometimes, I feel like my dad does this all the time. Anytime my mom makes something and like if you go to like grab a piece, like if she makes like bars or like cookies, you go to grab. And go, oh, you better not have it. It's no good. I, I, like do you I, think it's like that? Just I like deep seated. So. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Go to, oh, you better not go it there. It got it's caught no good. into the zeitgeist at some point yep. and it's stuck. I know where it comes. I mean, unfortunately, it it, it people like Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather and Tom Brokaw because for years and years and years. You didn't have 24-hour news cycle. Right. You had Tom Brokaw at whatever, 5.30. And the only time the words North and Dakota came out of his mouth together was when there was some <laughs> snowmageddon going on where it was 400 degrees below zero and six feet of snow at one time. So a couple of years ago, I was living in, um, I think I was in Pennsylvania at the time. <laughs> no, maybe North, North Carolina. And every year they have a big like ratings push because hurricanes and storms on the East Coast or on the West Coast. Because many of the big news things, that's pretty much all they think that this country is, is basically mm-hmm. the West Coast and the East Coast. And we're, we're mm-hmm. flyover country. Flyover country, yep. Um, but there was a big storm. There was a big blizzard in North Dakota. And live action news from like Philly. You know, NBC's affiliate... Uh, piped in and spoke to whoever the whoever was the governor at that time. It wasn't it wasn't Bergam, and they're like, you know, is everybody okay? How, how, how are things going? We hear you got like you know, two feet of snow, <laughs> and the governor was like, no, we're good. Uh, no, people fine. rallied together. Well, what uh, I heard all the the flooding was happening, and and the city of Fargo and the cities of Bismarck were were just getting inundated with snow. Uh no, we brought out brought out the spider and we got a bunch of uh sandbags set up and got her done we're good but did you call for a state of emergency well yeah so is the is the president going to do something about this no we got it covered like it was it was the funniest (laughs) the most matter of fact like uh uh-huh yep right 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 because and and just this this sense of just impending doom coming from the east coast Mm -hmm. reporter whereas the governor was just like no no we got it People yep. rallied together and we got great people here in North Dakota and they, mm-hmm. they took care of it themselves. And it was just surprised because I think it was, there was a bunch of storms and there was a demand that the federal government do more. Mm-hmm. And it may have been someone in office that they didn't like. I don't mm-hmm. know. But it was just, it, it just made me chuckle. It was the funniest thing that I'd seen yeah. on the news because here's someone from North Dakota who's just very common sense in the midst of, we have blizzards all the time. This, this is nothing new. Yeah. Yeah. It's that national news. Like, like, uh, this last, the last hurricane, I can't remember the the name of it, but, uh, 
was it Al Roker who was out there and it was like <laughs> was it named Hurricane Al Roker? That's what <laughs> no, no, Al Roker was out there though, and he was uh, like making like he was blowing away, you know. Yeah, right. This, the two guys are like, yeah, they're, they're, they're like people doing cartwheels behind him and whatnot, like really? trying to sell something there, Al. Re- yeah, really, Al, <laughs> on a Thursday. So. Here's what's He's happening in your neck of the woods. Time. Yeah. Can't be Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade every day for him. He's well, got something true. to do. That's I'm true. always surprised by Al Roker by the color of his glasses. Yeah, they change a lot. Cha- mm-hmm. He changes them. Yeah, he must have a sponsorship or something. I don't know if he does. He's got he's got plenty of uh, extra pairs of glasses. Money is what he's got laying around. Yep. <laughs> yep. So anyway. all right. Well, have a good. So day. that's what's going on yep. here. Same old, same old. Yep. yep. Fall is coming, then so, winter. So yeah. you you brought up. Uh, uh, a little bit ago, voodoo or something. You said something yeah, about the voodoo. Some, some voodoo. The voodoo so magic. We got a question, and I did not write down who this came from. So I apologize to whoever sent this in. Whoever sent it, you know who you are. Yep. And we thank you. Yes. Yep. And they likely went to atonement.live or thatpodcast.net to ask this question. Where are you? Hey. Where are you? can ask your questions or send your comments. We'd love them. All the cool kids are doing Mm -hmm. it. But this question from, we'll call them anonymous, says, where did the idea of witches, warlocks, and people selling their souls to the devil for power come from? (laughs) With with, uh, Halloween coming real soon, this is timely. (laughs) Yes. So, so let me hear if I uh, got this right. Where did the idea of witches, witches, war, like, warlocks, like so, the idea of a witch, or witches and warlocks selling their souls, like do they want to know no, where no, the no, whole no. thing came from? Well, it it seems to me that this was they just had uh, a bunch of these ideas all at once and Maybe put them like together in the one spectrum question. of I evil gotcha. people. So I would say it's where did the idea of witches come from? Where did the idea of warlocks come from? Where did the idea of people selling their souls to the devil for power come from? Okay, so we're going to talk about magic today. Um, and like Orlando. Well, they they are magical. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, magic being the primordial force by which you, through your own willpower, may influence and control God to do your bidding. That's what magic is. It's it's as old as people themselves um, seeking to be in control of God in some way, shape, or form. And so through metaphysical ideas and gestures and rituals to be able to control God. And it all has a, a religious connotation to it when you go back in the history of, of magic practice. Um, you, you get into um, what's known as animism, that everything has an animated force. Uh, Native Americans, um, most cultures have practiced some form of animism in their development. Um, the closest to us, though, would be, would be like the animistic... Uh, religion of of certain Native American tribes in the United States um, that that there's a spirit in everything um, and what you want to do what 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 practicing magic does is it taps into that force to then do your bidding um, it, it it very much is the original sin of wanting to be our own gods and so through 
ideas, through ritual, through whatever, um, we can control the universe in a supernatural way that goes outside of the normal rules of existence. Okay. Questions? Not yet. Okay. So where did where did that all come from? It's it, it comes from the original sin of humanity wanting to be their own gods and making a religious um, idol out of our own ability to manipulate the universe. So what is a witch? Here, when you, when you get to words like witch and and warlock, was that the other one? Yep. And selling the soul to the devil. That is a. Uh, those are all a a rebellion or a, a going coming into conflict with emerging Christianity in Europe. Uh, all those three concepts. The idea of selling your soul to the devil is not new in the sense that it's part of the ritual of magic going back to the beginning. We we hear about things like that in the Old Testament. Primarily, one of the the great sins that God warns against in Israel, which is child sacrifice, where you sell something that is of value to you. You sacrifice it. You give it up to gain what you want. And so um, there there would be um, child sacrifice to the Canaanite god Molech um, or or Baal, Baal, however you want to say it, Mm -hmm. the storm god. Um, for the sake of a good harvest, kind of like Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. remember that uh, yep. <laughs> Stephen King movie, yep. or book, or whatever it is. It was yeah, a, a short story. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's, it's going to be a good harvest. <laughs> um, that's where that comes from. And so, if you don't have a child to sacrifice, you can even sacrifice a piece of yourself to the devil or someone else in order to gain power. The idea that you do you sell it to the devil comes out of the emergence of Christendom in Europe and a rejection of the pagan religions. When you hear about witches, especially in, in the 21st century, there's kind of like this resurgence of, of the neo-pagan um, establishment of... of witchcraft as an official religion through this term Wicca, which is, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it's bringing back something really old, but Wicca is very modern, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's the same old thing. It's seeking to manipulate the universe through ritual, through poetry, through chant, um, in a way that's outside of the realm of science. Mm -hmm. Um, so with the with the emergence of, of Christendom after you know 500 1000 AD in Europe there's a um, a rejection by the culture of these these pagan practices and so a witch became associated with specifically a woman mm-hmm. engaged uh, not not in Wicca per se um, but in in black magic with malevolent intent. Okay. Almost to the point that a witch is, is um, a supernatural being that looks like a woman, but is actually a, ma- a malevolent spirit, an entity. Um, alongside that is, is what's called a warlock, which it's funny, if you look up these words and they're kind of their location, warlock comes from like old English to mean like the liar. 
And that's a, a man who practices specifically black magic or malevolent magic with the intent to harm. The idea of like like the Wizard of Oz and the Good Witch of the North is not is not in the mindset of Christendom in Europe, uh, you know, even leading up to the New World with things like the Salem Witch tri- Trials. Mm-hmm. That there's there's no benign magic. It's all intended for harm. Mm-hmm. And so all uh, witches, uh, warlocks, and the selling your soul to the devil is all became terms and ideas of old pagan religion and how does that work in a Christian society? Um, well, it's all, you know, the Bible warns against this kind of stuff for the same reason mm-hmm. that you're trying to manipulate God to carry out your will, which is impossible, but you're trying to put God in a box, which is idolatry. And mm-hmm. it's the original sin. It's wanting to be our own gods. Mm-hmm. So it's always been witchcraft, um, warlock, that kind of stuff, selling your soul to the devil rather than selling your soul or, or, or sacrificing your child for a benefit to some pagan God. In Christendom, it all falls under the realm of the devil. Mm-hmm. There is no distinction because polytheism is rejected under Christendom. Yeah. Under, did, did I get you there? Did, did that make sense? I kind of went in a couple different ways. I think so. It's a yeah. it's a it's a weird topic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, I mean, and that's that's where the the term the terms that were used are all post Christian terms: witch, warlock, mm-hmm. selling your soul to the devil. But all of it comes back to neo pagan religions prior to Christianity. That it is happening at the same time as the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea has been around forever. Yeah, it's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. And magic or, or being a magic user, whatever that term may be, sorcerer, mm-hmm. witch, warlock, wizard, mm-hmm. whatever, is a metaphysical process in which you are able to manipulate the universe through your will, mm-hmm. through ritual, and through your words. Which is really interesting to me because it's all a bit of a... Uh, um, a misappropriation of what is truly powerful. When God makes something happen, what does God do? God speaks words. Mm-hmm. Well, magic seeks to use words to do what God does. Okay. Um, and that's idolatry. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Good enough. There it is. It's been around forever. That's why I also don't get too worried about like witchcraft and wizardry. And, it, you know, mm-hmm. if you read the Harry Potter books, good on you. If you start thinking that you can actually um, expel Yarmus, <laughs> <laughs> now I think you've gone a little too far. Mm-hmm. The Wizard of Oz is, is, is fun reading and, and it's got good songs. The movie scared the crap out of me. <laughs> really? Was it, oh, was it the monkeys? The flying monkeys? I, what I, a world! I, well, and the, the broom on fire and. <laughs> Get all this stuff away from me. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but was isn't there like a TikTok or or a video of some guy arguing about the Wizard of Oz? Yes. And his hair is bobbing around. <laughs> it's so funny. Have you it, seen this? I, I'm not sure if I have. <laughs> I, I've heard you talk about it. I'll, I don't know that I've I'll seen it. I'll play the sound and I'm sure you said. because it's about, in a bubble, oh, bro. Yeah, it's this guy <laughs> who's basically like arguing with, I think it's his brother. He calls him brother a lot, so I'm God of us. I have to assume Maybe it. Maybe it's but Hulk he's like, Hogan. Explaining <laughs> how 
all of the witches in the Wizard of Oz are related. So, well, really th- doesn't he make the argument that that like the good witch of the north, Glinda, is actually the wicked witch of the the e? No, she's the wicked witch. Wh- she's got a. Yep. She's in a bubble, bubble man. <laughs> I got. I'll Grow find up, you. bro. That's funny. Grow up. It's great. And what was she? A witch. That's what it was. <laughs> That's funny. No, I don't think I've seen it, but I've heard you talk about it before. So, all but right. All that stuff. When we talk about magic, if there's an understanding that it's it's for entertainment, like mm-hmm. like an illusionist or something like that, it's that's all in good fun. It's when you think that there is power that you can attain mm-hmm. through sacrifice, through ritual, through words of power. Now you're crossing into an area of danger that the church warns against because Anything that takes away faith in God ultimately comes from the devil. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the work of a malevolent spirit. Right. And that's where the danger comes in. Um, you know, you open yourself up to, to devilry and demons and so on, and you're, you're, you're playing with fire, literally. I mean, it's, you don't want to give those things power over you. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's that's the seductive problem about magic and what it can do. And the reality is, it can't do much. It's it's all a lie. Okay. So, gotcha. just a warning yeah. there. Enjoy the entertainment, but understand it's entertainment. It's not. There's there's nothing there. It's it would be like also, you know, what's magic in Star Wars? It's the Force. Mm-hmm. Well, if I start thinking that I can manipulate the Force, well, now I've crossed from enjoying something as entertaining to almost a a, a, a a malevolent sarcosis where I think fantasy is reality. And that's a dangerous thing. Okay. Okay. All right. Good enough. Now, we got a really nice email from Jan S. Um, thank you, Jan S. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jan S. And I, so I she went the email route. Yeah. She did. You can also send questions in that way, can't you? You can. Where do I send it to? Well, you can send one to rjanky at atonementfargo.org. Okay. You could send them that way. You could Just asking. Yeah. So I won't read the whole email, but Jan S. did have a question, so I will read that. Okay. And the question is from Jan S. Hold on. These are so long. Okay. <laughs> a little extended. <laughs> so the question is, what constitutes a sin? I know it's anything done against the Ten Commandments, but there must be other parameters too. Yeah. Great podcast topic. Have fun. Jan <laughs> S. I'm all for that. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I agree. Thank you, Jan, for the question. Here's a, a real simple way to understand... What's a sin? Um, the heart of any... When, often when we talk about sin, we talk about sinful behavior, the things that we do. But it starts at a different point. Before there's a sinful behavior, there has to be a sinful intention and there has to be a sinful starting point. And that starting point is unbelief. Um, when you think about the Ten Commandments, one through ten, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
all of the commandments are wrapped up in the first commandment. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods. Mm-hmm. In order to break any of the other ones, you have to break that one first. Okay. So a violation of any of the commandments is a violation of the first commandment, which is saying, God, I don't trust you to be my God. Um, and I don't trust you to be my neighbor's God. So sin always starts as unbelief, and all sin is unbelief. What you have with the Ten Commandments are specific scenarios by which God is making clear this behavior is contrary to trusting me as your God. Mm -hmm. Um, Murder, uh, adultery, um, uh, lying, Mm -hmm. coveting. I mean, these are all general things, wanting what your neighbor has, stealing, Mm -hmm not honoring your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at all those and say, these are God's intentions. God wants a healthy family relationship. God wants you to protect your neighbor. God wants you to to love your spouse. Mm-hmm. God wants you to, to um, be thankful for what you have and not envious of what your neighbor has. God wants you to be truthful. That's all God's intention. And outside of that, is where we enter into sin, and sin always begins with unbelief. And, and and you can play it out a thousand different ways. So you can think of the Ten Commandments as not um, not a complete summary of what is sin and what isn't. Mm-hmm. Like that was the mistake that the Jews were making with Jesus in the New Testament, is they were justifying themselves based on the 613 laws, which is has as, as its base the Ten Commandments and then becomes the laws of the land, mm-hmm. and saying, well, we're not sinners because we've kept this. And Jesus made the point, you know, you have said um, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, if you have anger in your heart toward your brother. Mm-hmm. If it, thou shalt not, not mm-hmm. murder if you have anger. If you have anger, yeah, you, yeah, yeah uh, you've heard that you shall not murder. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, if you have anger in your heart, mm-hmm. um, you're guilty. Right. Uh, you've heard you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, if you look at mm-hmm. someone lustfully, right, you're guilty. Yeah. Jesus re- ratchets up the bar yeah. so that it's much easier to see that it's not about what you do. It's about who you are on the inside. Right. Your intentions. Yeah betray you before you do anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sinful behavior can be restricted, but the sinner still needs to be dealt with because the sinner wants what the sinner wants. Um, And unbelief is saying, I want to be my own God. It's the original sin of Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. It's wanting to be our own gods. That then plays itself out in a thousand different ways. And that's what Jesus came to set us free from by dying for our sake. Um, and taking upon himself all of our sins, including our self-celebration, so that we can live for Christ and be in a right relationship with God, where we're no longer bound to unbelief. He breaks in so that we can believe. That's what the Holy Spirit does through through the gospel, the good news. Jesus died for you. Your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Really? That's amazing. If you If you hear that and you're someone who whose conscience is disturbed with the reality that I can never do enough to be in a right relationship with God, or why would God forgive a sinner like me? Jesus breaks in on that so that you can believe. Mm-hmm. 
and basically destroys unbelief. Now, in this life, we we constantly struggle with the reality that, you know, we're saved by Jesus, but we're always tempted to doubt it or not believe or or I shouldn't say not believe. I mean, doubting is is not the opposite of belief. Unbelief is the opposite of belief. Mm-hmm. Doubting is part of um, the growth of a Christian in faith throughout life, you mm-hmm. know, so don't uh, want to check myself there. If you have doubts, well, that's completely fine. What do you do when those doubts come in? Um, ultimately, we have to move away from speculation about God to proclamation. So what is a sin? Anything that comes from unbelief in God. Mm-hmm. So what does Martin Luther say about that? Um, the sinner mm-hmm. who has no faith in God and yet builds a thousand homes for the homeless is condemned compared to the Christian who, through faith in God, changes his baby's diaper. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the, 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 it's all counted as sin, even the best that you have. Um, Bill Gates, major philanthropist, mm-hmm. um, a publicly attested atheist. Mm-hmm. Well, everything that he's done would be seen as good in the eyes of the world. Yeah, all the aid that he's given, mm-hmm. in God's eyes, it's all counted as sin. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? That's that's the distinction. If it comes, if it starts in unbelief, it ends in sin even if it's the best stuff yeah. and the world's like, wow, that's great. It has to do with faith in God. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Sarah, <laughs> any questions? He's just nodding their heads at me. Like, yep. He keeps well, saying words. I don't know what he, what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's like you said, comes from, comes from, comes from within. I mean, it, you know, it, what is, what is stealing? You know, it's, you know, breaking into somebody's house and taking their TV. Yeah. But what if you're, you know, if you're working for someone and you're not putting in an honest day's work, right. You're, you're stealing. Right. You know? So, yeah. It's, well, and, it, and, and, and that is a heart condition. The, the law, um, as a theological term or, or the, the voice of God, which accuses mm-hmm. can drive you nuts with that stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like I've never, I, I keep screwing up. I didn't do enough. I didn't do enough. And it'll, and it'll drive you to despair. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you begin looking, <laughs> when you begin looking at yourself, you discover mm-hmm. just how sinful you are mm-hmm. in comparison to God's goodness and, and the goodness of Jesus. Cause I mean, the law will, will punch, punch, punch. And it never says good job. It always says you did it. You're going to get it. Look what you did. Mm-hmm. You never do enough. I mean, it, it'll bury you. Yeah. The gospel sweeps in and announce, no one will snatch you out of my hand. Mm-hmm. Nothing can separate you from the love of God and Jesus Christ. Um, son, daughter, your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, where I go, you will be also. It always comes as a promise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, is there more than just the Ten Commandments to a sin? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Our entire world is defined by the reality of sin. We can't even imagine existence without 
that reality. Yeah. Because where there is sin, there is also suffering. Mm-hmm. And um, for the Christian, we don't start in a place of righteousness. We always start in a place of hypocrisy, mm-hmm. confessing that we are sinners in need of a Savior. Mm-hmm. So, you know, regardless of what anyone thinks about Christians, um, and that's the temptation for Christians, too, to be like, you know, we're... we're, we're s- it's very easy to become self-righteous, mm-hmm. not just for Christians, but for anybody yeah. where you're justifying yourself, celebrating yourself. Um, but the, the place of a Christian is starting in the confession that I'm a sinner in need of a savior. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't be a Christian without needing a savior. Yeah. And to say you need a savior is confessing that you're a sinner who can't save yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. It's, it's the law crushes you so that the gospel can, can, raise you up mm-hmm. can make you new yeah and it points out all your sins and it's way more than the ten commandments <laughs> so um uh i'm gonna go a little bit sideways on this one but uh you, you guys know that i'm a fan of norm mcdonald right yeah i so, i was gonna text you the other day yeah died yeah well i know that <laughs> thanks for bringing it up again I'm sorry it's been in mourning so i've been i've been watching a, a lot of videos on youtube uh, of norm and there's one that I forget the name of it, um, but he's he's talking about God, yeah, and he's talking about that same thing that sort of that you're talking about now, and talking about where does where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got it, whether you're a Christian or an atheist or whatever. Mm-hmm. You've got this sense of you know, in you. right? Some, something's off. Right. Something's not. We're in the matrix. Yeah, something is not right. And yeah, and and so he's he's talking about that, and he said obviously it comes from somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I didn't know before he passed away that that um, um, Norm is a is a Christian and it was a Christian and um, and really struggled with a lot of that stuff. And I don't know, you know, answering these questions and figuring out purpose in life and. And, and that sort of thing, like a question he asks is, you know, what is, what is your purpose? What, what, what is my purpose on this earth? And he said, that's what separates me from an ant is what's an (laughs) ant's purpose. You know, like, what is my purpose? It does not care what its purpose is. It it was, it was really a fascinating listen, but you know, it, 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 he hit on some of the things that you were just talking about. So. I thought that was really neat. I, I my favorite there's a couple of them but probably one of my favorite SNL skits is when he plays Burt Reynolds on Jeopardy. Oh yeah, everybody loves that one. Yeah, everybody loves that one. And and I didn't I, I didn't mean to derail the conversation to Norm Macdonald. I just thought that listening to him uh, it was a really neat perspective uh, on just how everybody has that sense of wanting to figure out what their purpose is, but also having that sense of, you know, conviction, like, yeah. you know, no matter who you are or how much money you have, whether you're Bill Gates or, or whoever. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it, it, it was an interesting perspective that uh, um, I think I'll watch again, actually. I was going to yeah. say, you'll have to find it and like put it in the show notes or something. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's, it would be easy to look up. Just look up Norm MacDonald uh, talks about God or something like that. I bet it would pop right to the top of the YouTube's list. You ever wonder about conversations with people like him? I mean, it, it, Norm MacDonald was so quick and so subtle in how he would respond to someone. I mean, I would hate to get into like a, 
like a verbal argument mm-hmm. with Norm Macdonald because he would just eviscerate oh, me. Oh, yeah. Uh, his The greatest trick he pulled was convincing everybody that he was an idiot. <laughs> right. You know? Because, I mean, the guy is just brilliant. Oh, yeah. and But I imagine what would a deep conversation with someone like that be like? like I have how, no idea. How in- interesting would that be? I, I'm sure I'd look at him like I look at you a lot of times when you're answering <laughs> just, questions. Like, I, you, you uh-huh. lost me a long time uh-huh. ago. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Need more coffee? Or? I, think, I think he's speaking to me, but I can't make out the words. Yeah, That's why Ryan edits it, so he can listen through it one more time and go, oh, yeah, okay, I know how to answer the questions people ask him. But I've watched him do interviews where the interviewee doesn't catch the barb that Norm MacDonald mm-hmm. just laid out. And yeah. you go back and you watch it later, it's like, holy cow, I can't believe he said that. Yeah. Yep. But it's it, they're all very clever. Oh, it's so good. and Very know, self-deprecating of himself. Yep. Have yeah. you ever, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It, he's got a lot of good stuff, but I mean, he can, have you ever heard the, uh, the joke about the frog who goes to get a loan? Have no. you, have you heard that mm-hmm. one? Well, it's just, I mean, it's absolutely one of the stupidest jokes you'll ever hear. And it's really not funny, but listening to him tell it, you have no choice but to laugh. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Well, yeah, just <laughs> He, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really like Norm Macdonald, too, and uh, sad that he has passed. Yep. So, and again, I didn't mean to, to take the conversation. Well, you got to tell there. the joke now. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I'd hate to ruin Just it. Just Google uh, Norm Macdonald <laughs> tells joke about frog. Yeah, so it, it's... We'll uh, put it in the show notes, make it easy for you. There you go. I'll, I'll try to give the, the, quick, the quick version. So a frog goes into a bank and wants to get a loan, so he talks to the lady behind the counter whose uh, uh, name badge says Patty. And he says, I'd, I'd like to get a loan. And she says, well, you're a, f- you're a frog. Well, w- what's your name? My name is Kermit. And she says, you're not Kermit the Frog. And he says, no, no, I'm, I'm Kermit Jagger. My dad was Mick Jagger. <laughs> and she, your dad was Mick Jagger? Yeah, well... Do you have anything for collateral? So he pulls out this little elephant and he gives it to her. Gives it to Mrs. Her name is Patty. Patty. Patty, Mrs. Whack. And he hands it to her. And she she looks at it and she's like, I'm going to have to go talk to my boss because I have no idea what this is. So she goes back and she gives it to her boss and says, You'll never believe this, but there's a frog outside. Says his name is I figured out the punchline. Kermit Jagger, and he wants a loan, but all he has is this. I have no idea what it is. And the loan officer says, it's a knick-knack, Paddywhack. Give the frog a loan. His old man's a rolling stone. But the way that, the way that Norm MacDonald tells it, I was just rolling. Just rolling. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that was the joke. <laughs> Thank you, Jan yeah. S., for sending in that que- <laughs> for sending in that question. Uh, we really appreciate it, and thank mm-hmm. you for the nice note that went along with it. I yeah. shared it with Pastor DJ. I will share it with uh, Sarah as well. Um, but I think we're running out of time. Yeah, you you got a scoot. I do. Okay. 
So, um, oh, I on got that, you can't you can't beat that note. No, I, you just I, ended on a high note. Well, so. well I, I I should read. There was another email. There's no question here. It was just an email, and it's timely because it has to do with our last episode. So, uh, or maybe two episodes ago, I can't remember. But anyway, it comes from Dave J. And Dave, oh yeah, Dave J. writes. I just listened to the latest podcast, and I thought you might like to know that my niece is employed by SpaceX. Elon Musk's company. Amazing. Oh, oh yeah, we got connections. <laughs> so we may get the Broncos bot yet. <laughs> so I, I listened back to that episode and that was that was a pretty good one. I should be gone more often. <laughs> no way. Yeah, you can't do it. So it, it derails quickly, yeah. Sarah. There was a lot of editing and tape that went in to get that one to... Well, Ryan clearly edited it because all of my uh, roasting made it in. <laughs> well, I got to have that in there. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Uh, Lord, thank you for, um, thank you for people um, uh, like Jen uh, and Dave and the people who listen to to the, the program and uh, uh, thank you for the questions they bring uh, because they are questions that people have that uh, they, they think about these things and want to know about these things. And Lord, I thank you uh, for the ability to discuss them uh, and to help people sort through these things. God, I thank you for Pastor DJ and the knowledge that he brings. Uh, and I thank you for Sarah and I thank you for all the people listening. I pray that uh, that they would have a blessed week until we see them or, or uh, they hear us again, Lord. And uh, I pray that, that uh, you would be with all of us as we go about our business. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So if you would like to join us for service, we'll be in the building on site at 4601 South University Drive in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, you can also Best kept secret in the union. Oh, yeah. Fargo, North Dakota. You can also find us online at atonement.live or atonementfargo.org. We have all sorts of, we have a YouTube's library of of playlists on playlists on playlists. Playlists of Revelation Bible series and uh, the book of Ephesians, the armor of God. We got all sorts of things going on. You can even go back and find last uh, Christmas's uh, uh, special that we did if you want to. Mm -hmm. We got a library. You can find all of that as well as this week's services at 9 a.m. for a tradition service and 10.30 a.m. for a modern service. You can find those at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, live on Sunday morning at 9 a.m., also on YouTube at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Search Atonement Fargo. You can join us live for services or find them later. So for... Sarah D. Young, as always, and Pastor DJ Lura. My name is Ryan Janke. Join us next time for another riveting episode of That Podcast. <laughs>